Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to another car stream with Jim Bob in the parking lot. <clears throat> For those of you just listening, Made by Jim Bob is a satirical Instagram cartoon account. He also does live streams from his day job parking lot in Colorado in the United States. That emoji doesn't look as much as you. Well, do you agree with Owen that dinosaurs are fake? Um, I think it's plausible. I've never seen a dinosaur, and anything you've seen as a child um, is not a, uh, it's merely a composite, basically. It's a, a casting. So, I've not seen in, in reality an actual <clears throat> dinosaur skeleton. So, um, I mean, once you realize the moon landing was fake, then, uh, you suddenly see, wow, a uh, massive deception is actually possible on a, on a large scale. And it really fundamentally changes the way you view everything. Um, and you know, it could lead you down directions where you're questioning things that are, uh, legitimate or real or not, but Staying in the inquiry of is that real or not, I think is healthy. So I just don't. Um, dinosaurs are real. They're POG. I don't know what POG is. People think our fuel comes from dinosaur bones. Yeah, that's the ridiculous part <clears throat> that I find. Like. <clears throat> The way it's tied to other things, it just doesn't make any sense. From the moon landing, it all comes crashing down. Yeah, speaking of, of NASA, this is pretty funny. This is allegedly footage of a ship landing on an asteroid that's moving. So uh, now... Um, so that's footage of uh, an asteroid landing or, or a shuttle landing on an asteroid. So it's just super high definition in the middle of nowhere in space, chasing an asteroid and landing feet first. <clears throat> Graceful as ever as NASA um, does its job. I mean, there's, re there's plenty of reasons to question the the nasa narratives i mean it's just and from there you just you just keep going you just go whoa 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 wait what are you believing wait what 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 for those of you listening i just pulled up an image of a uh, nasa post uh that allegedly a space shuttle is landing on an asteroid that's moving through space Somehow they've calculated the speed of the asteroid and the speed necessary of the shuttle to land properly on the asteroid in the middle of space, feet first, so it can collect its stuff and then launch back out, out off of the asteroid while it's moving and come back to Earth and give us the samples. Okay. 
if we didn't land on the moon, how do you explain the tides? I don't know if that's sarcasm, but those two are, uh, what? I hope that's a joke. <clears throat> Dawkins, is there such a thing as scientific consensus? Well, well, well of course, that, 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 that's the base, basis of science. Go a couple of lab coaties, study some crabbies, and come to a conclusion. And we go with that conclusion as true. Um, this is uh, funny. Bay Area, if you love your mask, we want to hear from you. And the Chronicle wants to photograph you next Wednesday! Exclamation point. Do you love the way masks look? Do you feel safe masks and plan to keep wearing them after the pandemic? Is a mask the way to express your style? Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, we're wearing a fucking mask after the pandemic's over. Fuck yeah. Well, San Francisco definitely has reason to wear a mask considering their uh, city is filled with human shit. Let's, uh, let's, do you guys see Jack Dorsey talking about stuff? Uh, da, da, we, uh, um, uh, da, we, um, we, uh, da, ma, uh. he literally looks like he's doing a costume of like a Moloch or, or like some goat demon sacrifice, uh, guy. Like, look at him. I was looking at him, <coughs> aside from looking like a slightly more symmetrical caveman from the Geico commercial. Is that what it was, Geico? Um, I was looking at his eyes, and I was like, wow, those are really small pupils. For those of you just listening, I have a picture of Jack Dorsey, who is the head of Twitter, and I'm pretty much a Satanist. Um, looking at his eyeballs, and his pupils are tiny. And I'm looking... Um, you know, that's another photo. And these are pupils that are uh, habitually associated with heroin, morphine, oxycodone, fentanyl, methanol, codeine, or hydrocodone. Um, narcotics, both legal and illicit narcotic drugs, including heroin, hydrocodone, codone, hydrocodone, morphine, and fentanyl constrict the pupils at high doses, dosage. I think those are... Uh, I think that guy's fucking stoned off his ass talking to Ted Cruz. Um, pretty sure. In other news, let's look at the Oregon Oregon State Health uh, Director uh, relaying some very important information. Oh, shit. My bad. For those of you listening, you don't hear the sound because apparently I didn't record the sound. Anyway, this woman is dressed up as a clown, literally, doing a public access announcement about the current COVID deaths. She's doing it with a dead, serious face, and uh, she's announcing deaths with a clown face on, and there's a guy doing sign language next to her, um, and then she's done announcing and she puts on her face mask. This is, this is, um, I'm kind of jealous because this is like, 
This is mockery at a super high level. Um, it really just establishes a level of mockery to those uh, people who believe this nonsense. Um, they're just laughing at us. I mean, they're not laughing at you and I because you you and I see through this nonsense, but we're 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 just laughing um, at how they're now laughing. So um, it's interesting. Now, since Stephen is actually referencing these... Oh, um... What else? Oh, here's some uh, gamma mail. Let's look at some gamma mail, shall we? Bro, you fucking people have no right to tell anyone paranoid when literally every single thing the government says you avoid like a fucking plague. What would the government gain by killing everyone in the country? I'm fairly convinced that someone took a belt sander all of your brains and smoothed those shits into fine, shiny sphere. I get, yeah, fuck yeah. <clears throat> I have nothing to say about that. Uh, from now on, I think I'm just going to read Gamma Mail and uh, almost do zero commentary on it. Um, cause I just, I just think, um, I just think that that's appropriate um here's a little inversion of uh so this is uh emily rodkowski or whatever her name is she's some she's some model who banged her way into fame and now she's pregnant and she she says my husband likes to say that we're pregnant i tell them that while the sentiment is sweet it's not entirely true. I resent that his entire family's DNA is inside of me, but my DNA is not inside of him. <coughs> um, that's fine if you resent that, uh, but that's that really is, I mean, you couldn't say a more truer statement and why uh, males and females are just not equal. Uh, the male wants to uh, spread his DNA um, and, uh, procreate and keep life alive and, um, uses the, the womb of a woman to do that. And the woman can't do that with him. And, um, you know, she can't, this is where all this inversion comes from because you don't get inversion or the attempt to invert something unless you first acknowledge that something exists um, in some sort of ordered way. In like an ordered way, you know? It's like this e Emily Radowski whore lady is basically admitting, you know, openly what what she sees as, as ultimately a very important distinction that you can't reverse, which is that, you know, the sperm goes inside the woman. Wim women don't have um, that. They cannot in, put their DNA inside the man. And so her, her resentment is, 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 is an admission to the inequality of our biology. We're also stronger. If we wanted to, if we lived in a more primal state, her husband being a bit more hairier perhaps years ago would have just held little little Emily down in the woods and had his way, you know? It's only now that she has the, the platform of being famous and maybe having an in at Huffington Post 
once in a while for an opinion article where she can say these things. Fuck! <clears throat> I'm going to show you some old things that I've made. Here's an old ring. Giant ruby. Just found some old photos. Thought I'd share them. Here's a knife that I made. Uh, it's uh, sterling silver. Hand rolled, hammered. With a, a deer antler um, that I uh, put the, uh, secured the knife blade inside of. And I sold that um, to someone back in the day. So I thought that was cool. Um, I'd like to get into knife making properly, not sterling silver, like actually steel. Do some Damascus steel work would be cool. Would be pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. Um, what else do we have? Oh, here's some good news. I've been talking about smiling a lot. Here's a fun uh, message story I got. Um, I was inspired by Jim Bob's video to get people to smile when I picked up my dog from the vet today. I told the doctor he had a great thing. He did a great thing and I appreciated his service and asked him to see his smile. He happy, happily obliged and then told me he couldn't wait to take it off, but that the corporate uh, corporation demanded masks. Um, that's just a good example. The thing is, that moment itself is almost more beautiful and, and transcends any sort of outcome you can wish for in the future because the outcome is present right in the moment. Uh, where that you reminded the vet, the doctor, the, even the doctor who's probably wearing a mask most of the time, maybe during some surgery or whatever. But he got the opportunity to show his smile, not just take his mask off. It's very, it's two birds with one stone, but the former is more important that he shared a moment of humanity with another person based on joy, based on immaterial value, not based on some sort of uh, resentment of uh, policy. Um, you don't smile because you're resentful of uh, Jared Polis's uh, nonsense. You smile because it transcends all of it. And so uh, kudos to that person who did that. Um, that changed that person's day, even for a moment. Probably not, though. Probably for the day he will probably think about that because someone intervened with the daily goings-on of policy and compliance, interrupted it, disrupted the flow of it, and um, had someone else um, basically go against it, but toward good, toward joy, toward love, laughter, uh, and sharing human experience together. And so uh, that's the way to do it. It's so simple and it's almost like it goes past you sometimes because it's so simple, it doesn't occur as like, well, no, I have to do something revolutionary. You know, I have to um, hold up a sign or, you know, run in and cause some mayhem at Walmart or do something that makes the headlines. No, the, the meaningful stuff often doesn't make the headlines at all and there's a reason for it um, is because... It's not uh, material. You can't sell something, you know. You can't be turned into something. 
that will last. That'll that'll uh, add value to the person who requested the doctor smile, and it'll add value to the doctor himself who said, "You know what? Yeah, let me show. Let me see. Let me show my smile." Great. I think that's just great work. I love that. <clears throat> Jack did the Satan hands thing with Joe Rogan and Tim Pool. Oh yeah, he's he's also commented. He's been reading Satan Satanist uh text and he's he's uh he's tweeted it here and there. You know, I mean, look at the guy. I mean, can you look anything more like a guy? Like look at his little nose ring. He's got to be over 40 and he has a nose ring. He's like, oh, yeah, I like, I'm going to dress in my robe and I got my goatee going and I'm going to just grow my goatee out into a long waterfall of pubes coming off my chin and really just part my hair perfectly to the side and just keep my nose ring in. And you know what? Yeah, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to fucking do this here. These people are so stupid. Um, ooh, 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 at, ooh, at, ooh. Uh, what do you make of NASA branded street fashion? It's all it's all uh, programming and uh, um, manufacturing consent and uh, doubling down on the whole scheme. You know they they have their way in. You know they could just hit a button and produce culture around NASA. MTV, um, NASA TV, um, and so that uh, that's all that is. It's getting, it's creating culture. People, they figured it out. I don't know how old it is. It could be ancient. Is that what you can get accepted culturally in the cultural zeitgeist, in fashion and entertainment, in behaviors, in uh, pop references, in art, uh, becomes the norm. I mean, just look at masks. Look at uh, how. Masks through fashion, masks through um, through new products and services. Um, you can you can generate support for deception and lies be uh, using economics, and and economics suddenly there's a demand for things that are in response to a lie, aka a mask. And then what you see is products and services out, out in your reality. And so when your reality somewhat mimics uh, a narrative, you're more likely to buy the narrative because the, the reality. But keep in mind, the only thing in reality right now that supports a nonsense narrative called a pandemic is just masks. That's it. That's all they have. All they have is background actors with very cheap costumes. And that's enough for some people to uh, to buy in. That's enough. So NASA's the same. A NASA t-shirt is no different than a mask. NASA just found a rare metal asteroid worth $10 quadrillion. I know, it's funny. It's hilarious. Who's going to win the election? Probably Donald Trump. Uh, if he doesn't win, there's absolutely massive corruption and cheating going on. Jet fuel fuel doesn't melt steel. No, no, it doesn't. 
Nope, nope, nope. It does not. Um, let's look at this. I like to review this atheist guy once in a while because he says a lot of dumb shit and um, he doesn't always get... People don't always catch on. Let's see, where is it? Um, here. Now, since Stephen is actually referencing the scientific method, I think it's more accurate to call two really quickly. First, if Stephen is right... When I first watched this segment, my jaw literally dropped. I have seldom seen such a gargantuan empiricism. There are many, many problems with scientism outlined in the literature, but I'm just going to list two really quickly. First, if Stephen... Many, many problems... ...for the scientific method... ...that arises between Stephen and I in this section is that Stephen identifies as an empiricist. So let's watch what he has to say here. As an empiricist, I would say that to concretely know something, we must verify it through the scientific method. Now, since... Okay, as an empiricist, um, we can't... We can only concretely know something if we verify it with the scientific method. Now, this guy, Cam Cabernucci, he, he runs a, an account called Capturing Christianity, which, in my view, it's, it's, I like that people are making arguments like this, and, and there's apologetics going on to some level and some discourse and debate. But, uh, I mean, my view of his channel is, is like Bed Bath & Beyond for Christianity. Um, it's a little bit tar uh, tart. It's a little bit contrived, and um, it's just not savage. So I just I, like I'll consume some of it to watch some of the argumentation. Most of it, which is based in um, the uh, classical foundational model, like an argument for you know this particular debate they're having is the uh, the Kalam uh, uh, cosmological argument. Uh, it doesn't matter. Anyway, the rationality guy, rationality rules, Stephen Woodford, who, um, he's this British dude who's very popular in the atheist community. He just said something that Cameron here, uh, didn't take the bait and, and didn't crush it outright. He went somewhere else with it. The guy says, we can't obtain knowledge uh, without verification through the empirical uh, uh, data or or uh, science. And all Cam had to say was, that is a truth and knowledge claim that can't be verified with science and empiricism. That's all he had to say. Very simple. Totally refutes um, Stephen Woodford's comment. Uh, he just, it, it completely demolishes what he just said. We know that can't be true. It's a self-refuting statement. We know that can't be true because the statement itself can't be verified with science and empiricism. You can't do an experiment that set that proves or demonstrates that knowledge itself can only be verified through the scientific um, process. That's it. It's simple. But Cameron little little too maybe excited about branding or um you know selling t-shirts and mugs or or referencing some you know sound smart sounding you know reference to a philosopher somewhere instead of just listening to what the guy just said what did he say it's self-refuting simple leave him with the simple um, self-refuting aspect of what he said. Don't go into all this other nonsense. Anyway, that's my uh, unsolicited uh, coaching. 
uh, to someone who's clearly more advanced in logic than I am as far as terms. But, Cam, you really messed that up, buddy. You really messed it up, kiddo. Jim Bob, did you mention that men can rape women to exemplify how strong they are as a sex and how accommodating they are? Uh, no, I wouldn't say they're accommodating. I think it's a moral issue. They're not being accommodating. We don't, we're not being accommodated because rape is disgusting. <clears throat> like that can only happen at the most primal level of someone's um, loss of morality or their most primal state of, of animal being. But we're, because we're humans, that isn't our state. Um, we elevate the state of being because of morality and because um, we abide by uh, moral law. And that's why uh, God is important. Um, but no, we don't just accommodate. Like if you get turned on by raping someone, um, something's wrong with you. So it's like, it's not accommodating. We're not just walking around going like, I love my wife. I wish I could just rape her though. No, I'm saying that um, it demonstrates the difference between male and female. Because, and we know that to be true because men forcefully rape women and other men all the time. Women don't forcefully rape men. We're mammals with a combination of spirit and divinity. Jim Bob coaching, be more savage. Yeah. I mean, that guy, Cam, uh, my, my, uh, Jay Dyer, many of you know, uh, he's, <coughs> he was going to be on that show. And then, uh, the guy said, well, Jay, you can be on, but you can't, uh, in debate, you can't like talk over people or use like sort of insults or sort of, um, mockery or anything like that. And then Jay just said no, because that's part of debating, you know? You don't just, you know, this guy's tactic is is super gay in my view because he's like, I just want to thank Stephen Woodford for just doing such a good response and so it's just so good and I just really appreciate him and and it's like, no, where's your sword, dude? Where's your where's your where's your fierceness? You know, what are you doing? It's a, I'm not saying be a dick, and and it's like don't. Don't just appeal to mockery and being a dick, but be fierce in what you believe. Don't be accommodating. Oh, Steven, you're such a, such a, I just really appreciate this discourse and back and forth. And we just, we just really want to keep it calm here and just really, we just really want to showcase Christianity as what it really needs to be. Stop. Is God demonstrable? Uh, no, not in the sense you can't do an experiment um, in the material um, and be like, see a scientific experiment that demonstrates. No, do God is demonstrable in uh, syllogistic argumentation for necessity, um, only in logic, which, which, uh, but that's not the same as a material claim. 
So, uh, yeah, it can, yes and no. It's, it's like, yes and no, yes. In, in, the, in, the, in the coherency theory of truth, I would say yes. But in the, in the you know, in the, the correspondence theory of truth, no. You, can, you cannot produce God. You know, he is not, he's not some, some robot that you can just plug your PlayStation in and move the parts and say, look, look what I've done. No, these are immaterial transcendental arguments we're talking about here, you know? It's not your common, you know, car go fast kind of thing. Fuck! Let's fund a billboard with one of your art pieces. That sounds awesome. I did get a contact from someone who is uh, apparently very wealthy who is uh, really wants to make that happen. And I told her that uh, my following might contribute. And she said, no need. I'm going to help you. I have the money. So she, she's currently looking into billboard companies. The problem with billboards is that ultimately you're at the same, you're at the mercy of the same people unless you own the billboard. Uh, they have the same. Oh, it violates community guidelines. Hate speech. Just it's hate speechy. Speaking of hate speech, um, looks like a hate crime bill is going to be passed in the UK that uh, can uh, can uh, prosecute hate talk in homes. That's what's on the table. And you know, with these Amazon and these Google listening devices, you know. Um, they do have access to being able to do that. You know, if you, you, you know, you're, you're some, some, some guy and you call your son a fag at dinner over some, uh, taquitos cause he's eating the taquitos in a weird way. Then, uh, you know, the government here can come in and say, yeah, listen here, you, 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 you had no right to hate speech in your home. We're going to have to do something about this. Like, are you going to arrest me? And they're like, no. We're going to start bleeping stuff in your home. So when you're speaking, we have live capabilities of, of filtering out your speech. You ever see that black mirror where uh, people um, essentially get blurred out from, or, or the reality gets blurred out from people. So like if you're a bad boy and you violate Jack Dorsey's community guidelines, um, other people's faces just become static image. You don't see, there's no connectivity, which is kind of interesting that we're in the, uh, the precedent of that. We're in the, we're in the, the beginning infrastructure, uh, for mentally training people to be faceless, which is very deep and dark and demoralizing. Uh, but the the uh, implications of of giving us that training wheel of wearing a mask now, and you combine that with the trajectory of um, face technology, face deep fake technology, which will first make its way into our media. You know, I was talking to a friend that uh, when these things get a little more seamless, 
uh, people like Anderson Cooper, Tucker Carlson, etc. People are going to have the ability to have their grandmother uh, seamlessly uh, deliver their news to them. You know, the news will be aggregated by these companies, but inevitably you'll be able to put uh, a face that you want and a costume and the voice too. Once the voice catches up, you know, there's that one technology that allows people to speak like Jordan Peterson, which obviously I don't need that technology, but um, that'll just apply to all voices, everyone you know. And um, when you turn on your your HBO or your TV, your smart TV, and you choose something to watch, even if it's very recent, like new, like a new season of Utopia comes out, let's say, or whatever it is, um, before it starts, the prompt will say, would you like to import any contacts into this media? And then you pay 99 cents or whatever to get, uh, you know, Joe Rogan as the, the midget um, in Lord of, um, in uh, Game of Thrones, where just Joe Rogan with his voice, though. Like, once that catches up, I don't know these delusional actors in Hollywood. I feel bad because they think they're still operating as if there's a Hollywood. They, they think that the uh, standard Hollywood model is still going on. It's about to get a crumble. Um, every actor is going to be reduced to Andy Serkis, who played Gollum. Just moving people who deliver the voice, but the voice can be changed and the face will definitely be changed. And then they're going to be in a position like this movie, Congress. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's not that great of a movie, but it stars Robin Wright, uh, who is, you know, Jenny from uh, Forrest Gump. And she plays herself. And it starts out with her at the end of her career, basically now. She's losing her beauty and youth. And uh, she's talking to her manager. And she's they want to buy her likeness outright. So that uh, there could be a multiplicity of Robin Wright in her prime. Computer generated. Uh, at will. Create anything. It includes pornography. Uh, you can create. You can sell uh, them... Uh, you know, being the spokesperson for any type of product, these kinds of things. Um, and, uh, and that's inevitably what we're going to see in our lifetime, maybe sooner than sooner than we think is that these faces, these, these likenesses will be on sale for licensing and it will inevitably reduce the, uh, the value of that person and the value of marketing, which could be a good thing where people start to see through the um, superficiality of marketing and that with everybody able to, uh, with everybody, you and I, all the peasants have the same level of production quality as the top marketing and uh, media firms. It's going to really disrupt a lot of things, a lot of perceived value. And uh, will push the valuing of things into the physical space because everything that you value in media that's well done, well put together, they have the technology you don't. As soon as you have the technology, you automatically look at it and go, "Oh, it's not that interesting." You know, it's not. Just look at photography. Like ten years ago, you look at a fo- photograph, and the art and the skill of the f- photographer and the lighting captured something beautiful that you don't ordinarily see that you couldn't do yourself with a camera. But then you add filters, 
suddenly uh, everyone has a filter that could mimic the artistry of a photographer 10 years prior. And so the same model, the same systems, the same patterns uh, can be applied to any new technology. It's always out of our hands until it's not. And then when it's in our hands, it fundamentally changes uh, the way we view everything. So, I mean, that'll make its way to the point where you wear a dumb VR mask. Uh, Owen Benjamin calls the the whisper helmet um, that talks to you and you can see reality differently. Um, you could see clearly see a future where, let's say in the preliminary stages, you go to a nightclub, right? They already have nightclubs where you just, you know, wear headphones and you're all listening to different music or the same music, but it's actually quiet. Uh, people will go to these places with, uh, you know, smaller compact versions of headsets, uh, VR sets, and you will be interacting with um, either a wide variety of dead famous people convincingly at a bar or uh, you can choose if you're a crazy solipsist all versions of you just a million versions uh hundred versions of you at a club that you can actually interact with that are real people in the flesh but you're interacting with uh, a filter in between and this stuff's going to happen i'm not putting any value judgment on any of it i to me it's uh crazy um i could look at it and go wow that's pretty wild um there was a time where i would have really championed stuff like that but um inevitably to me it's it's an inversion of reality and it'll always lead to some really foul place um but nonetheless we're gonna start we're gonna see these things emerging and uh it's going to um diminish the current uh things that occur as like important uh at least in the material sense. The consumption of, in other words, what people are going to be consuming as far as media is concerned is, I don't think anyone's quite ready for it or, or seeing it clearly. Um, and I believe that I'm seeing it very clearly. Jordan, where's your whisper helmet? Well, Mr. Mr. Benjamin, I'm I'm not allowed to say his first name. It's in my contract. But but he's he's I'd hate to say it, but he's actually correct about that. Uh, not only is the whisper helmet going to materialize itself in the in the in in the real world, but it's not like we've all not had him a whisper helmet on on to begin with. You know, it's our conscience. Or, or some could say God, and it's like it's not easy to separate the two. You know, it's like not a, not an easy task. Certainly, I'm not going to do it in one sitting. You're going going to have to pay extra for that. I'll I will sign a book. Yes, fuck. But the thing is, the whispers, the whisper helmet already exists. You know, it's us. But but the question is. Who is now whispering? You know, it's like that old story. You know, it's like, um, you know, um, De Cyrano de Bergerac. You know, it's, it's like this this guy who's, who's, who's ugly as fuck. You know, he knows he can't get laid, so he uses a stud, but he whispers into his ear to tell the woman what to, what, you know, what she wants to hear, you know. And it's like, you know, you know the, the poor guy looked like Ayn Rand, you know. 
You know, if you if you if you're a man or a woman and you look like her, you're pretty much fucked in the social sexual hierarchy. Shit. But the thing is, if you look at if you look at Mr. Benjamin's idea of the whisper helmet, it's like it, you know, it's simply an extrapolation of what already is, you know, and it's like who's doing the whispering, you know? It's like what are they saying, you know? Is it is it your own input? Or is it external? And it's like when when that is fully in play, I, I hate to say, but 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 the, the consequences are going to be pretty extreme. You know, in a world where everyone's wearing a whisper helmet, it's going to be very it's going to be increasingly difficult to distinguish yourself from other people. <coughs> it's like if you get a hundred people all getting the, the same synchronistic whisper from the same source, which we could arguably call Facebook right now, you know, these, these echo chambers, but if you, if you take the echo chamber and plant it inside the brain itself, oh boy, we're in for a wild ride, bucko. And that's, that's, you know, now that's something, you know, wow. Jordan, what's your philosophy on shutting the fuck up? Well, it's a, it's a useful term. It's a good phrase, you know. If you if you say it with conviction, like I have once before to my agents, and never did it again, it it could actually render some some impact in your life. You know, I should have made it one of my rules. You know, if if one through twelve fails, stick with thirteen. Shut the fuck up. And that, that applies to yourself as well. That's why it's so deep and meaningful. It's like, I don't know how you knew that that was one of the missing chapters, but it was. It's like, I, I actually, it makes me, it kind of inspires me to maybe do a new platform, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm always ver talking very sternly and loudly and clearly and pedantically, and it takes forever to say what I'm saying. Sometimes it takes me forever to not say anything, in fact. But the thing is, what if I did a whole course? Hear me out. And it's like, I'm still working through this. But it's just an idea that I'm, I'm kind of grappling with, that if I did a whole study that was just AMSR style, you know, like it's just Jordan whispering, you know, I, I could probably change, change forever the whole self-help industry, you know, if, if, if we stop yelling and asserting things and making, giving people pressure to accomplish things, if, if instead we calmly whispered, I think it could, could help quite a lot, you know, it's like we won't know until I do it. It's like the question is, can I can I do it? You know, it's like that's that's the question we're all dealing with, regardless of what it is. It could be a pile of snakes on a desk. It could be the last spoon in the sink. Fuck. Can I whisper? And it's not. Can I create an online 
psychology and personality tests by whispering. That's not what I'm saying, you know? So don't, don't misinterpret what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, I don't know if I'm physically capable of whispering. You know, and the only way I'll know is to give it a shot. It's like, fuck. And it's like, you know, what is a whisper? That's kind of like the question of when, did, when does darkness turn to light at, or light to darkness? At what point in the spectrum does it become darkness? You know, that's a, that's a philosophical, endless conundrum that we're dealing with. I think a, a whisper is similar to that. It's like, at what decibel? At what wave does it become a whisper? Is there, is there a science, you know? It's like, these are the things that I think about. Uh, do you think this chaos will spur a massive wave of creativity? Uh, not even in a few years. Right now, I think uh, I think we're heading into a um, into sort of a new uh, golden age, a new golden age of art and uh, creativity and awesomeness. So, uh, yeah, it's going to look, it's going to be a lot of things layered together, but uh, I don't think it's a few years. I think it's right now. Let's just look at this NASA footage again. You know what that is? That's an image. That's an image that's like, uh, that's just getting zoomed in on. Look at that last part. That's hilarious. <clears throat> Man, I can't believe people buy this shit. Here's a chair I always wanted to make. I designed it a while ago. For those of you listening on the, on the podcast or any other platforms that's not Insta Instagram and you don't have the luxury of seeing the visual of Jim Bob sitting in his car. Uh, the image is a uh, chair that he designed years back with two pistol guns as the side and the trigger sh guard as the uh, arm uh, on the chair. And it's a beautiful piece. And the, the feet are large bullet casings. <laughs> and uh, he hoped to make this a uh, reality one day for some gun enthusiast or for himself. You know, probably Colian Noir would probably buy this. It's cer certainly a decadent design. 
Jim Bob podcast. Yeah, uh, someone uh, kindly takes all of my YouTube stuff and uh, puts it out there as a podcast, and I have no idea how it's all happening. Um, oh, Jack Dorsey, stupid. You're so stupid. Anyway, I gotta wrap this up. Uh, if you didn't get Savage Memes, uh, buy it now. It will be sold out by Christmas for sure. Um, that's made by jimbob.com. Use the hashtag. Or use the code word LIBERTY for free shipping. If you would like to pay for shipping, that is fine too. But if you type in the code word LIBERTY, you will not have to pay shipping and Jim Bob will pay it for you. He doesn't mind paying the shipping. Yes, it is a loss, but what is a win is that you have his book. You have something that represents his stuff in physical form. It cannot be deleted. It cannot, it cannot be Jack Dorsey'd. That is why he made a book. Physical space is the new frontier. That is its motto. My motto is sell, make more money. My motto overlaps with his his perspective or, or, or his activity, but, but he wants things in the world that are of value. Also, if you want a custom painted comic, uh, DM me. I'll do your favorite one. I sometimes will do custom ones if you have an idea and if it just, if I can put my own expression on it, I'll probably do it. But if it's stupid and gay, I'm not going to do it. So don't be stupid and gay about it. Anyway, I got to go. And, uh, yeah, I'll save this and this will go to YouTube. Uh, if it saves, if it doesn't save, I have to put it up to Instagram and do a whole process to get it on YouTube. So love y'all. See y'all on the next stream in the car, in the parking lot with Jim Bob.